Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Kramer. And today on the episode, we have the Senior Coordinator of the Special Projects at Fenway Sports Management, Teddy Metropolis. Teddy, how are you today? I'm good, Luke. How are you? Thanks for having me today. I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, so before we start into it, uh, what can you elaborate on what it means to be a Senior Coordinator of Special Projects at FSM? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a... Uh very common question that I get. Um, Special projects is a pretty unique role and I don't think it's one that you see in in sports uh, super frequently. Um, You're starting to see it a little bit more, I think, but um, it is a very undefined role, which uh, is is something that I love. Um, I report to our president, Mark Lev, um, you know, 1A serving as his special assistant. but I think you know the role has evolved from a that special assistant role um, into much more of a business focus. Where you know under him, I'm working under all of our department lines: so business solutions, sales, consulting, special events, especially on uh, you know business development, strategic planning. Um, working very closely with all of our FSG sister properties. Um, I work really closely with Liverpool, with Nesson rush Fenway racing. So um, I I think as a whole, it kind of uh, encapsulates a a bunch of different things, uh, which is something that I love just because um, every day is so different for me. Um, You know, when I started, um, I've been in, you know, I was fortunate to intern with FSM for almost four years before um, starting full time after I graduated. And I think, you know, this is a role where um, I can really harness a bunch of different skills to succeed within the industry rather than being um, very focused on one side of it, whether it's sales, whether it's operations, uh, whether it's consulting. So, you know, I'm very fortunate that, that I get to see all of those sides of the business um, and to kind of build from that. Very nice. Um... And I know this is the first time we have met, but um, I feel like I kind of know you because I did attend the first two months of your uh, FSMU, which we'll come to later. Um, But as you kind of just said, you were an intern for four years. And um, I, you know, your coworkers during the intro would always talk about how you were kind of the the tenacious ultimate intern, the one they all look for. Um, how, how did you get to that point and what drove you to be this uh, ultimate intern? Uh, it's very kind of you. I'm honored <laughs> that, that you sat in on FSMU. Um, you know, I, I think it's a handful of things. Um, and one is loving, you know, what I do and, and coming to work every day. And I think that makes the hard work really easy um yeah i was an intern uh here in the main office the summer going into my uh sophomore year i went to bc 
Um, and I got to work, we at that time owned the multimedia rights to BC Athletics, and I got to work um, within our BC department. Um, I started working, I was pretty much in there seven days a week. And, uh, you know, I think being an intern is being willing to do anything that's asked of you. Um, and, you know, I think I looked at each of those opportunities as opportunities to learn and not opportunities to grow. And I think FSM is also really unique in the sense that um, if we give an intern a project and they do really well on that project, then we are um, going to give them another project with more responsibility. And if we do really well on that project, then you're going to get another project with more responsibility. And um, you know, frankly, I was a communications major at BC, and uh, BC's communications department is fantastic. But it, it, when I was there, it was much more um, uh, journalism focused. Uh, I took communications because I, you know, wasn't smart enough to get into CSOM, the business school. Um, economics wasn't my thing, so I wasn't going to be an econ major. And communications really made sense to me, and I took a lot out of those classes. Uh, but there wasn't that sports management. Um, major or those sports marketing classes that I think you're really starting to, to see now. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I like to say that I went to school to work for FSM because I was in the office, you know, some weeks working 60 plus hours, uh, but I loved it. So I, I think, you know, to get back to your question, um, I think, A, it's passion um, and, and not just passion for the job, but the passion to learn and to improve every day. And, B, it's, you know, being willing and wanting to work hard and do the best job. And I think it's that grinder mentality. But I've, um, I think something that has always been kind of um, the chip on my shoulder is I, I really want to be the best. And I think to be the best, you have to learn from the best. You have to be willing to kind of get in those um, dirty situations that not all interns want to get into. And, um, be willing to do the work and I, I, you know, most importantly to do it with a smile on your face, um, you know, to bring, you know, I, I love interns that come in hyped every day and they bring the energy because that boosts everybody else up. Um, so I think that's really what I, what I tried to bring. Very nice. I, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty admirable. I have to say, um, you know, as, as a lot of uh, group members and even me, you know, go out to look for summer internships, especially right now, um, seeing that you were able to just, you know, the fact that you said that you go to school to work for FSM, you know, that's just, uh, that's, that's pretty inspiring, I have to say. Um, so um, speaking about COVID, so you spoke a bit about, uh, you know, what it's like to be a special or a special projects coordinator. What, how, how did that change from when you started as a um, in this position to now, you know, going remote or, uh, you know, changing how you plan events. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, uh, look, COVID's obviously upended our world. Um, I think that we are incredibly fortunate at FSM that we have an incredible culture. Um, and we were able to transition um, very well to that remote world. Um, Frankly, I don't know if any out of, you know, the 35 or 40 of us even knew what Zoom was uh, when this first started um, to now get to the point that, that where we are, where we are fully functioning 
and I think we got up and running um, incredibly quickly. And you know, I think it, it upended our lives in, in a number of ways, just because you know I think about you know now that we're pretty much exactly a year out. You know, it would have been tomorrow would have been um, a year to the day that I think the NBA shut down, um, or maybe it would have been today. Um, a, a year it was that Thursday night, um, and that Friday. Um, was our first day working from home, Friday the 13th. Funny that you think of it now. Um, but, you know, I think my role has not changed a lot because of COVID, just because I was always working on so many different unique aspects of the business. You know, it wasn't strange for me to, you know, um, when I first started, one of our big projects was working on a five-year strategic plan or, working on new business initiatives. Uh, you know, I think my first couple months looking back on it, I think we were working on like a COVID action plan where a lot of my time was um, looking at what all the studies were doing as to how people are going to react um, to this. What's the impact of, of this gonna be on sports? You know, none of us expected that it was going to last this long. Um, almost to the point where I think people are so tired of it that people are just excited to get back to the normal. So it's like, we've kind of come back full circle, but there was, you know, initially there was a huge concern of, you know, the sports world as a whole and the industry had been very focused on tech. Um, I think COVID expedited that exponentially. And now, you know, what, how does that impact the fan and whether fans are going to come back um, to the ballpark or to Anfield? You know, are we, you know, is this the decline of ticket purchasers and people are going to become so normal, you know, normalized uh, watching on TV? Um, so a lot of, and are people going to be comfortable in mass environments? I think that's something that we're still waiting to see. Um, but my role specifically didn't change too much just because a lot of what I work on under our executive team and under Mark, um, you know, I just kind of, those projects kind of swapped out. You know, I think it was a uniquely special project just because of COVID, but it was um, not dissimilar to a lot of what I had been working on, you know, as I'm now it's five years at, within this role, so. And, uh, and like you said, it's like the beauty of having such a versatile job, you know, it, exactly. it just, it can mold in any way. And, you know, even with something so unexpected like this, it's, it's nice to have something you can do a bunch in. Um, so um, wrapping back around to FSMU, which was, by the way, a huge hit. Um, it was, uh, for those who don't know, it was a, a 12 class uh, or 12 session um, program that allowed people from around the world, right? To um, learn yeah. about the sports industry. Um, if, do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, just the introduction or? No, no, I think that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, it was 12, 12 sessions. Um, we tried to cover every aspect of the industry as possible. Um, ended up having over 2,700 people from over 50 countries um, participate weekly. Uh, definitely grew way more than we thought it would. Um, but, you know, an incredible experience to go through that, you know, certainly within the age of COVID. Right, yeah, and uh, and this was uh, an idea, you came up with this idea? 
Yes. So, and this this spawned from the um, because of the the summer internship program, you know, closing. Obviously, you exactly. came up with the idea. Talk to me about how like how you came up with this and what what was the process in, in coming up with this idea. I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of it goes back to what I spoke about earlier from the internship standpoint. Um, I'm very fortunate. One of the best parts of my role is our man I manage our. Um, summer internship program and our associate program with, and, um, you know, I just thought about all of the college students, a lot of my time, you know, I, from a volunteering standpoint, I spend on, on BC's campus from a, like a mentorship program. And also, um, whenever I can do anything with their sports business club, I, I do that. And, um, you know, I had talked to so many college seniors, especially because we were in the middle of our associate program application and internship application and just talking to so many students that um, really want to get into the industry that, you know, all of a sudden all these internships are, are shutting down. Um, and for me, you know, going thinking back to my BC years, um, internships are just so important um, from a networking perspective, but, but more importantly, vocationally. Um, you know, I think it's so important to do an internship. And I always say to some of our interns, the best thing that can happen to you within an internship is finding out that you hate something. Because um, at least you can crush that that off the list, um, no matter what. So, you know, the best thing that you can do is go do something, realize that you hate it, and then say, all right, like at least for the rest of my life, I know like that's not something I'm interested in. Um, and the thought of all of these kids um, not having that experience, uh, whether it's at Fenway or uh, elsewhere around the country or around the world. Uh, for me, I was like, we've got to find some sort of a solution to this. And um, so at first, um, the idea was always, you know, a big public one, but we did a beta program first with our um, intern and associate and uh, kind of take the lead, our game day staff applicants are essentially all of our summer applicants. Um, here at FSM and the Red Sox. Um, and we did a beta program with them over the course of the summer, um, had 280 um, people in that attending biweekly sessions. Um, and it was a huge hit. And, you know, I think a lot of us thought when we first launched that in June that everything would be starting to come back to normal by the fall. Um, and obviously, you know, after the success of that and after the fall rolled around, um, and COVID was still, you know, um, majorly impacting us. And um, internships are also a huge part of getting graduation credit and whatnot for a lot of kids. So we thought, you know what, we would create this once again. And, um, you know, the fact that it grew the way that it did was incredible. But now we've got an, an awesome community of people um, from around the world that have, you know, of people, you know, we had college students to NFL scouts um on there which what was really cool and i think you know we tried to make it a point the summer program was very focused on just kind of the red Sox and fsm departments and what you would have learned had you been an intern um the bigger program you know i tried to make much more focused on the industry as a whole bringing on um jack swarbrick the notre dame 80 um bringing on john miller from nbc sports um bringing on um, people from who manage foundations to people who are in sales and ticket sales. And, you know, I think one of the best panels that we had was our young professionals panel. 
Um, so just trying to cover as many different aspects of the industry as possible, because for me, my goal with it all was for at least some um, students or, you know, people that are interested to get into in, getting interested, interested in getting into the industry to at least be able to say, oh, you know, their day to day sounded really interesting. That's something that I'm going to focus on from a next step standpoint. Oh, you know what? I thought ticket sales sounded interesting, but you know, maybe not. Um, I thought sponsorship sales, you know, sounded interesting, but maybe not. And hopefully, you know, that just helps people um, in their career path. Because the earlier that you can figure out what you're interested in and what you're not interested in, um, the sooner you're going to be able to get into a role that really brings you joy and, and happiness that you're excited to, to go to. So for me, that was really our goal. Yeah, and, uh, and also, I, you know, it was international, and I just remember it was the first or second session. People were talking about uh, how they were staying up till one or two in the morning yeah. just to listen to these people. Hmm. I, think, I think the draw, FSM has such an impressive portfolio um, between uh, working with LeBron or the Red Sox, Liverpool, Roush Fenway. Um, it's just a huge draw, and, you know, it, it was, it, I really liked the session. It was very helpful to meet all these uh, professionals. I appreciate that. I'm glad you got a lot out of it. I think the global aspect of FSM and FSG, of course, um, is a huge aspect of it. And I think that's you know, obviously one of the things that makes FSM so special is we've got an incredible ownership group. We've got, you know, arguably the best properties in the world between the Red Sox and Liverpool and Roush Fenway Racing and Nesson. Um, uh, tremendous partners with, with LeBron. So, um, we're very fortunate to be able to have access to all of those and kind of be able to build our business off of that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, going to be April soon enough. And with that comes a big, you know, uh, big duty with, uh, everyone at FSM, uh, with the Red Sox, you know, regular season, um, what does that, uh, I, I know Fenway's doing 12% capacity, is that? Yep, 12.5%. Okay, just given that it's a small stadium. Um, yeah, it's more of a state thing, really, more than anything. That's what they were comfortable going with. Um, you know, I think we were ready to, for a little bit of a higher percentage, but whatever the state is willing to allow us to have, um, we're so grateful to, to be able to have fans again. No, I think when I think of Fenway Park and, and Anfield too, but when I think of Fenway Park, you know, it is such a special place. Um, I wasn't there for any of the games without fans last year, but I heard it was just so, so different. Um, you know, one of the things that you get with Fenway Park, whether the Red Sox are, are good or bad, is, you know, we've got over 30,000 fans at our game. Um, it is just one of the most magical places on earth. So I think be able to start to get fans back. There's definitely a sense of feeling within Boston um, that we're coming back, that we're, you know, we're gonna be able to get back. And we've got, you know, I'd say the, the best operations team uh, probably in the world, just because we've got, got a 108 year old building now um, that they keep fully functioning um, even throughout the winter. Um, and, you know, they're gearing up now for what will be probably one of the bigger challenges just as we um, continue to try and enforce all the social distancing rules. Um, but, you know, it's incredible to have fans back, um, you know, it, just to be able to start the season on time and to be able to do it in this way. Um, 
I think it's just a great vibe going into this season with what I think will be a really good Red Sox team. I agree. I I am I am also a Red Sox fan, so I'm looking forward to love to hear that. Any uh, any new Bobby Dalbeck or you know Verdugo? I, I'm very excited. Um, and now this team, I, you know, I think this team has gotten a lot of comparisons to 2013. Yeah. Um, and I just really like the vibe that, you know, you're seeing within this team in spring training right now. I think um, they're very talented. Um, they've got some vets. They've got, like, um, just a really good way about them. And obviously having, you know, Alex Borback in there um, that, you know, it's just uh, we'll see what they bring this on. So it'll, it'll be a good year for sure. Uh, so now we are going to go uh, kind of change a bit and we're going to go into what we call the Maryland Minute, which uh, Maryland Minute. Gonna, All right. you're going to answer some. It, they're supposed to be rapid fire, but take you can take your time with them. Um, so uh, growing up as a Red Sox fan, I guess, what, what was your dream job growing up just in general? Uh, dream job. Uh, you know, probably shortstop for the Red Sox. Nomar Garcia-Paro was uh, my absolute idol. Um, I, I think growing up, you know, a little bit older um, was being the CEO of the Red Sox. I always, I've always been very interested in the business side of sports. And, you know, obviously there's the GM side where, you know, you're building the team, but, you know, making a championship business run um, is something that takes tremendous talent and intact. And, um, you know, that's always for me been, been the dream job. Yeah, I would agree, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit young. I was uh, like JD Drew, you know, <laughs> Drew type of thing. So I, I love that. Agree. Um, so, uh, what is your, uh, I know that Fenway puts on a lot of events, yeah. big, you know, uh, like the football game or, you know, Liverpool comes through. What is your favorite event that you're part of every year or just any event in general that is at Fenway? Uh, without a doubt, bring Liverpool over to the U.S. Um, I, I think, I actually didn't touch on it, but, you know, when my first summer interning was the first summer that we brought Liverpool over to the U.S., um, and I think that allowed me to um, kind of break through FSM and showcase myself in a different light. And I was very involved in, in 2014 when we brought them back and um, have been very involved managing the 2018 tour and, and 2019 tour um, here stateside. And, um, you know, I think what you don't get with U.S. sports that you you know, get with the Premier League and Liverpool is the, the global nature of their brand and their global following and, um, you know, traveling with them and bringing them to Fenway um, and seeing the fan base um, to me is the one of the coolest events um, that we do as an ownership group just because um, they are massive and the following that they have is, is incredible. The supporters that we have for Liverpool here in the U.S. Um, and around the world um, it is beyond anything I've ever seen. And it's just, uh, it, it's really just so different than, than what you see here in the U.S. with U.S. sports. So, you know, definitely bring Liverpool to Fenway, but also, you know, bring Liverpool to, to Notre Dame was probably one of the coolest things that I, I've been a part of. 
And uh, I have to say, the, the years you mentioned working with Liverpool are pretty big years in their history. Um, and I'm just wondering, what was, did you have an interaction with a player or a favorite moment while on tour with them or, or working with uh, Liverpool in general? Um, you know, for, for me, it's less about the players and it's more about the staff. Um, I've been very fortunate now working on the amount of tours that I have. Um, they have such an incredible staff there, both front office and um, backroom staff that, that work with the team. Um, and, and really, you know, Brendan Rogers was amazing when he was here in 2012 and, and 2014. Uh, but the aura that, that Jurgen brings um, and the leadership that he brings and the energy that he brings um, I, I've just never felt anything quite like that. Um, and, you know, they are intense. Every day is intense um, from, you know, 5 a.m. 5 to you know, when you're done planning at 11 a.m. Uh, you know, it is an incredible intensity and attention to detail. Um, you know, when I'm on site visits, I need to make sure that every blade of grass is in the right place. Um, you know, I know more about grass pitches than uh, I ever thought I would. Uh, but but for me, it's the staff, and I've learned so much from them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jurgen is what you see on the sideline is exactly you know what you see in, in a one-on-one uh, -on -one interaction or, or behind the doors. Um, he's incredible. He is um, the best leader I've probably. Um, ever seen or been fortunate enough to interact with even for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think any experience um, with him certainly uh, is incredibly special. Yeah, I, I am also a Liverpool fan. So hearing that is is very satisfying. He honestly is, you know, on the pitch, he's, you know, electric. Yeah, and he's and he's brilliant. Like he is absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's we're incredibly fortunate to, to have him. That's that's no doubt. And uh, we'd like to wrap up our uh, our interviews with uh, one, the question: What is the biggest advice that you can give to a college student right now? Uh, I think the biggest advice I would give to a college student right now, and I understand this is now difficult with COVID, but I try and give this to everyone is, you know, a, a obviously network. I think everybody says that, but get any hands-on experience that you can, uh, wherever you can get it, whether uh, it's with your school athletic program, um, whether it's at a minor league team, where, wherever your school is or wherever you live in the summer, um, whether it is with a brand that, you know, it does a lot of marketing and sports and, and working on the brand side, there's so many different angles to get into the industry and to get experience. I think for me, when I interview kids, the number one thing I'm looking for is what's an actual experience that, that you had that you can talk to me about, um, that you learned from, that you can speak to. Um, that for me is huge and being able to, you know, learn from that. I think that is, it's incredible. The way that sports management has grown within the academic sector is incredible. Um, but I think the hands-on experience of learning within the industry is really critical for 
any college students. So to be able to do that um, and to get that experience wherever it is. Um, and even if it's not in, you know, the part of the industry that you're interested in getting into, um, like I said, um, if you, you know, you might find out that you might get an internship, you know, in a foundation and uh, find out that you absolutely love it, even though you thought that you wanted to be in, you know, baseball operations. Um, I, I think that for me is the best learning experience that, that you can get. And, you, you know, you might find out that you hate something and that's great too. Um, but the actual getting hands-on experience that you can speak to in an interview for me is, is important. Great. I appreciate your, uh, your time. And I'd like to thank you for coming on and uh, to the listeners tuning in, make sure you follow the Locker Room Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Music. Teddy, I hope you have a, a great rest of your day and uh, I hope you have a good uh, baseball season. Thanks so much, Luke. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a great one. Really enjoyed the time. Great. Thank you.